Hey guys, welcome back to Rough Stuff Podcast number 17. I am Garrett, Rough Stuff CEO. I've got Zach with me, the Rough Stuff President. Good afternoon. And Mallory here, Rough Rough Stuff CFO. Hi, but you said good afternoon. How do you know when these people are going to be listening to this? Because right now it's the afternoon. It just barely. <laughs> no, it you isn't. Might release it's it in it's the 1130. Dan, you just blew it. We were going to do a nice intro with a drum roll. And, and our guest today is, drum roll please, Dan... The Rough Stuff founder, Fredrickson. I think we're going to have to redo this whole thing. <laughs> that over was again. so it's like, like We have not done this in a long time. Why would I have to be the guest? You know, it's like. <laughs> I think we just leave it. I'm kind of here from the start. I'm not really the guest. Wait, you're the in and out the most. That was the most. I can walk in and out whenever I want. That was the most folksy intro ever. I say keep it. All right. We're going with it. Well, Garrett, what's been going on? <laughs> oh, let's see here. So. Obviously, the big the big thing for us that's been going on is the laser. Um, that's been that's yeah. something new. I mean, what did that that showed up in October, end of October? We got the yep. warehouse in May for it. In or end of September. I'm sorry, end of, end of September. End of September. Yeah. Yeah. It was in operation in the second week of October. And it's yeah. not a pretend play laser. It's a it's a, not a hobby laser. It's a six thousand watt. Because everyone. It's not made by that. Hot Wheels. Is that what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> no, I tried no. to get the Hot Wheels edition, but they're all out. <laughs> Yeah, so we got the uh, laser at the uh, end of September, got it running in October, and have been uh, on quite the learning curve so far. Uh, installation yeah. was quite the uh, adventure, you could say. Chris's we, uh, analogy up. Was, was just hilarious with that. Have you ever seen the, um, what's that movie? Uh, Austin Powers? No, the one where the Captain Jack Sparrow... He's like riding oh, yeah. on the harbor. Pirates of the Caribbean. So he's oh, like, yeah, the, the ship is sinking. As, and just he, as it sinks, he walks on walks the Walks on the plank. He's like, that was like the timing of like the, all the installation on the laser. Like everything <laughs> just showed up on time. Like the rigging company. The, within hours. Within like the, ele- the electrician. Yeah, everything. The gas. Like, yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was like perfect timing. It was hilarious. It was a little too just in time, but yeah. it worked perfect. Yeah. And we got now lucky. we're up and running. Yeah. We're making our own parts. Um... We also got, did we talk about the vertical mill? No, we haven't yet. Yeah, we got a Haas VF4 uh, vertical mill. It's been pretty awesome, full CNC, and uh, thing's a monster. It's Mm -hmm. been able to kick up our diff cover production ridiculously high. It's awesome. It's a great addition. I mean, it's capable for a lot more than that, but right now we're just using it for diff covers to speed everything. Yeah, so we originally had, um, we got these, these two like old CNC knee mills. Um, they're pretty much like look, look like a big Bridgeport mill and we got their, their old school, their CNC. Uh, we've, we had them for a while and we, we were trying to go the route of, um, you know, buying a cheaper piece of equipment to, to, you know, use them in production. It took a while to figure out even how to use them. And then we got them in the production and there's, and they're old. So now parts are hard to find they can't keep up with like the production that we need to keep up with. So we finally just yeah. pulled the trigger and, and got something that was actually capable of, of doing uh, our covers. And then on top of that, other products as, as we uh, go further. Yeah. It's nice to get new gear. You know, we got the uh, two Haas uh, lays as well. Those things have been a great addition. And uh, well, eventually we the, we're we going to be the new lays this year, early this year, didn't we like January or something? No, December of last year. Yeah, December of last year, we got the ST15 mm-hmm. to uh, pair up with the ST20 that we already had. But yeah, when we got the uh, laser 
moved that into a new warehouse. Mm. It's pretty exciting. Nice, big, clean warehouse. Brand and uh, warehouse. eventually we'll be putting all the other big equipment in there too and have a sweet little manufacturing bay that's just purely dedicated to nothing but building stuff. Yeah, so what we're moving the, the lathes over, mm-hmm. right? We're leaving the mill, correct? Because yeah. that's where the covers are welded. Yeah. And then the press brakes event will be the... Although we have space out enough room to add two to three more mills as well if we did want to bring them over there. This new warehouse is kind of a hop, skip, and a jump from our current building. So we've uh, pulled out Dan's old mountain bike and Wyatt, Chris, and Caleb, our R&D team, and manufacturing, they're riding a bicycle. <laughs> or they're driving the Jeep back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that, it's really not it's, that it's far It's less than drive. 100 yards. <laughs> I know, but when you're, they're walking around all day back and forth, it gets But it, it is still in our overall parking lot. I love it when I'm walking by and Chris pulls up and asks me if I want to ride yeah. in the Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Wyatt almost did like a burnout on it to the meeting yesterday. He did like a brake stand. So on the that, bike or the yeah, Jeep? Yeah, on the bike. <laughs> on the bike, not in the Jeep. So that was impressive. I'll bring another one from home. You'll have two. How many do you have at home? One more. Oh, then, oh, then you'll that. have none. Well, I'll have two here. Right. Because even though you don't use them, it's still important it is important you know <laughs> okay. the idea of exercise is important <laughs> i don't think it's that i think it's just dan doesn't know how to sell things that he has speaking of which if you're local and want to check out our facebook marketplace we have a bunch of stuff for sale right now those mills will be no up for sale here pretty soon actually and didn't uh we put up there's like a filtration kind of like ventilation system that we got at an auction are those mm-hmm. engines up which uh, engine? They should be up soon. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Which engine? They were my old engines. Don't worry about it. Never mind. They were from an old Corvette I had. Um, we also have been doing a bunch of remodeling on the sales office. Yeah. So Garrett and Ryan Harris, our sales manager, came in and knocked down um, some walls, what was an old break room, and expanded our sales office. So we have more room to grow and more room for, we want to do like a sort of like, what is it, like a display yeah, yeah. Ryan wanted more, more. Yeah, he, when we have customers coming in, he wanted to be able to show the product off. More. Yeah, so yeah, he wanted without to having them walking in the warehouse. Yeah, gone are the days of customers, you know, roaming about through the warehouse and manufacturing department. Yeah. It's just too much of a liability. You're getting insurance too busy now too with forklifts scooting around. Our insurance and... agent doesn't want. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Stuart. Yeah. Um, we also got new flooring in there. Came in on the weekend, painted. Garrett rewired some new lighting, so the sales office is looking pretty good. Yeah, Ryan, the flooring Ryan picked out, and actually he installed all of it like. By, like literally by himself. I picked it out. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he installed it. That's true. It was yeah. a team effort. Yeah. Well, I guess he picked out the style, the laminate. He picked out the paint, and the color was called Dainty Lace, and he's very proud of that. <laughs> and Zach agreed. So, I mean, these are a couple of Dainty Lace guys. Yeah. I'm into De- it. Delicate little it. roses. That's all right. Mm-hmm. It's a good paint color. It's a neutral. Yeah. Makes you know, besides a fun. couple weekends, Ryan's just been putting that floor together yeah. in between calls, making it work, and uh, shuffling the guys back and forth as he uh, needs to put floor underneath their desk. And yep. the other day we added our fifth salesperson. I mean, we've always had, well, for the last two or three years, we've had five when you included Ryan when we got really busy. But now we have five and Ryan. Yeah. So we'll have that for the big rush of the holidays and thereafter. Yeah, what's pretty cool about that, too, is that's our, uh, our man Ricky out of shipping, which is pretty cool. So he's working in sales now. He threw his app in and uh, got the spot. Yeah, Ricky's mm-hmm. been with us almost five years or just over five years. Probably I think about five. Somewhere around and he there. was uh, the lead in the UPS side mm-hmm. of our shipping line mm-hmm. and done a great job there. And it's time to try something new. 
We've yeah. also expanded our marketing team. We added a, what do you, what do you see? He's like a marketing assistant, but he specializes in videos, right? Yep. So, you know, stay tuned for some good videos, hopefully soon on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Check it out on social media. Yeah, definitely gonna be on social and YouTube. Uh, pretty talented young man. So I think he's a great addition to the team. Maybe, and maybe, Joel. And maybe we can get yeah. this uh, podcast on YouTube finally. Yeah. Yay, Joe Rogan style. I want to yeah. do the cartoons like um, yeah. Joe Rogan and Mike Tyson. You can see my Tyson. new his, hipster beard. Not if we do. <laughs> What's hipster about it? Um, we also recently promoted, we had two separate janitors that came in. Um, I'm not sure if they were previous janitorial experience or no, entry not level. At all. And then they both have one of them moved into kidding in the shipping department. One of them moved into shipping. And I mean, maybe 30 to 60 days after they've been here. Yeah. It's a great it's like, frustrating problem to have that we can't keep janitors around because they're so good at their job and just being <laughs> responsible that we put them in other places and, and they excel. They have good attitudes yeah. and great work ethic and they're smiley and happy. And yep. so they're yeah. killing it, man. And yeah. then we've got the new, your assistant, Melanie. Yeah, I have a new assistant, Ella. And actually... Her younger sister just started as the new janitor. So oh. we'll see. She could be, you know. In sales next she week. She could yeah. be CFO <laughs> next week. You never know, you honestly. Never know. Like, the limit does not exist. Well, so, it's really nice to see people move up yeah. through the ranks instead of, of moving on. Mm-hmm. Moving yeah. up is better. Yeah. I like getting uh, recommendations from people who already work here. You know, Ella or Emma or Emma. Emma is Emma's, Ella's younger sister, yes. Yeah, and uh, Dustin was Michael's friend. And mm-hmm. it's kind of cool bringing people in, you know, that folks now here. Mm-hmm. And, and we have um, Tom and Shipping. He's new, and yep. he knew Andrew. Yep. They work together. So make friends with our staff, and you might get a job. <laughs> <laughs> That's a um, prerequisite. Well, how many does that move up? Move us up to, Mallory? How many employees do we have now? I knew you'd ask, so I looked it up before the podcast. We have 44. 40, that's more than we've ever had. We had 43 before that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how numbers work. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. You're welcome. For those of you who have never listened before, Mallory takes great pride in in putting me in my place. Just giving you a rinse. That's what they call it in uh, the UK. In England. Yeah. Um, What else have we been doing? I think that kind of covers, well, we've been doing a lot of new product development and things like that. So we have some new products, Zach, if you want to cover some of those. Yeah. So, well, we'll go kind of backwards and go to the newest first. And uh, we have uh, two new coilover shock spacers. You know, we call them coilover shock spacers or for a coilover or a shock. So this is going to be working for your classic uh, two-inch body shock. Let's just pull that up. What bearing does that work off? I think it's a COM8 bearing. Yeah. Yep. Let's fit any standard COM8 bearing and with a 1.5-inch uh, mounting width. So that's going to be, you know, your classic Fox uh, shocks or your smaller series coilover from Fox or Radflow or King, any of the big companies. And then, uh, yeah, then we got the 2.5-inch version as well, which is an little bit more offset or a little bit more of a misalignment versus a straight spacer. These ones have a little bit of injection into them. Uh, and yeah, that'll fit with the classic COM 10 bearing. So that'll be all your bigger series before you get into like the threes and the real monster size shocks. But 
you know, a lot of people might be thinking is like, why the hell are you making that? You don't, you know, you're not even a shock manufacturer. Well, they're actually really a pain in the butt to get. Uh, mm-hmm. They're generally not available from manufacturers of shocks. And they're really easy for people to lose. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they're also really easy. If you ever had a box blow open from uh, UPS or FedEx or anything like that, you're pretty much SOL when it comes to getting those parts back. If anything is small and not bagged or taped to the main product. So those kind of situations happen. It sucks. But, you know, us making these should help a lot of people, especially shock builders, tuners, guys of that variety who uh, go through a lot of those or are building custom one-off products. I feel like anyone that's had coilovers knows that struggle. Yeah. Like, I, you know. I, You're going to lose one. I literally remember, like, remember when I had my, I had Kings and I kept like either dropping them, losing them. And I think while I was doing all my setup, I think I even took them off and just zip tied them somewhere. So I wouldn't like. Want to lose them. Because you're, you're constantly unbolting, bolting, yeah. and just test fitting stuff and cycling things. And yeah, it's like something you all, like, always had to keep in mind. So. Well, it's kind of like um, why we made that 14-bolt spindle way back when. And people say, well, that doesn't, you know, get trashed all the time. People don't lose them. They're welded in. It's like people buy them, and then they drag it to their truck through the gravel at the wrecking yard and destroy the threads on it. I mean, it was something people needed. Or you whomp them out and, you know, totally yeah. banana that axle out. But then another one is a... Uh, kit that's actually just two other kits put together it's a radius arm kit with track bar uh so that's just our standard radius arm kit um you know you either love radius arm or you hate it uh this is a complete version of that so you either love it or you'll hate it and uh yeah they work great great for your classic solid axle swap vehicles um you can you know a lot of people will drop that third link off when you hit the trail and have a little bit more articulation but it's a great uh simple simple kit build a good long arm or radius arm out of that with the pan hard all in one. Well, and, then, and people have been buying those for years too. They really yeah. like both of them. Yep. You get a lot of good reviews on those. Yeah. And uh, actually those, uh, the link towers on those are actually being redesigned as well. So if you like link towers, they're going to look a lot better now. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. But yeah, then we have uh, another uh, product that's been a long, long time coming and it is the Dodge nine and a quarter AAM axle. This is the 14 bolt uh, model, which is the earlier one. So it was it? Oh three to Oh nine, something like that. Right after Dodge dropped the Dana 60, this is the one that came with the uh, 14 bolt pattern. And, so and that the, is their front axle. It is the front yeah. axle. Yeah. Not to be confused with the nine and a quarter rear on the half tons. Yes. Um, so yeah, this is classic rough stuff cover three, eight shell machined, absolutely flat, welded inside and out by our crew, hundred percent built right here in Loomis, California. Um, and this one actually takes a half inch ring to space it up off the bearing caps. And, and like all the other rough stuff covers, it's guaranteed forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good beefy cover for a housing that now is on a lot of pickup trucks. They're getting into the second and third owners, you know, and getting more affordable to be able to acquire that Cummins engine. All right. And then the uh, next product that we've recently released is a uh, Jeep TJ XJ ZJ and JK uh, front bump stop spacer kit in three inches. So a little bit taller than the one and twos we used to offer. Uh, we still offer those as well, but this is for all you guys a little bit more coil in there that need a little bit of an extension beyond what we already offered. Um, and then kind of sticking on the JK train, as in you know, that's one of the products or one of the models that was uh, mentioned in there. We have the Dana 44 and Dana 30 steering stabilizer relocation diff covers. So this was a big hit for our XJ, ZJ, MJ, TJ and lj uh option and a lot of you guys were asking for a jk version so 
you asked, we listened, and we put one together for both the standard 30 and the Rubicon 44 model. So this is a sweet one that allows you to mount uh, your steering stabilizer above your tie rod uh, compared to the conventional below the tie rod uh, setup that the JK has. And that mounts to the one or to a 1.5 inch uh, tie rod with a big thick clamp. And so that keeps it in solid. And that's got the option to get the Bilstein stabilizer with it, the very narrow diameter Yep. Uh, instead of a big white torpedo that is yet another thing in the way. Yeah. Yeah. And so it tucks it up high. You get a really high end stabilizer, which you can get in a all, you know, one order. You get the whole package. You don't got to source anything else out on your own. And they're pretty sweet. And, you know, just like all our covers, it's got that lifetime warranty. It's built to party and uh, they're pretty handy. It's my favorite selling point. It's built to party. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Switching gears, I want to know, if the people want to know, Dan, what have you been up to lately? I haven't been fishing as much as I would like. Isn't now the season for, <clears throat> it's salmon, right? Where it's cold, really cold, and you go early in the morning? But salmon are boring. <laughs> what's What's the difference but, between a salmon and a trout? trout yeah. One talks back, <laughs> one doesn't. Salmon... Salmon walked into the bar and said, <laughs> Trout, get out of here. Now, as salmon, you just throw it in. You know, you've got some, some row on it. And you bounce it off the bottom. And they think some eggs came loose somewhere. And they put them in their mouth to put them back on the ground somewhere. And you hook them and you pull them up. And it's not much of a fight. The fight is they're heavy as hell. But I only eat salmon and sushi anyway. So you uh, like and a that's fish not that, like a lot. You like a fish that plays hard to get is what you're saying. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> trout are a lot more fun because they fight, they jump, they or steelhead. And the steelhead have been running too, but I don't really yeah. get off from boat fishing. I like to wade and, you know, I just fly fish. Mm-hmm. So wading uh, is really more of a thing for me. And Sacramento River or the American River you know, in some places they're more than a quarter mile wide and it's just yeah. not as much fun as a little tight little creek somewhere where you're, you know, beating through the blackberries to get down to it. And and then you've got to make perfect casts and it's more of a challenge for trout where salmon is boring. Steelhead is fun, but there's so few of them out there. It doesn't seem worth the effort. You go five days, you might catch one steelhead. Hmm. Yeah. Where, have, uh, where have you been fishing lately? Uh, most recently the little Truckee, and I actually had a really good, uh, day and a half up there last week, uh, in between the lakes. It was kind of odd though. I didn't catch any little fish and I caught a lot of 15 to 18 inch fish. Well, for me, I mean like five or seven a day. I'm not the greatest fisherman. I don't suck completely, (laughs) but I'm not the greatest fisherman. So I'm, I was more than happy with that. But a lot of places this year have seemed, well, they had some kind of uh, disease going through the hatchery. So where people went to take fish normally, where I don't normally go, but they were just fished out because they weren't restocking those areas. So they started hitting the places I go, and those places, they're not supposed to take the fish, and they were taking them anyway or catch and release, but killing them when they catch them. So they've been pretty fished out too. And it's just like, wherever I go, I just don't catch anything. And I go sometimes to some pretty remote places. Like some of the places I go up on the McLeod River, which is about three and a half hours, four hours north of us, they're remote. I mean, you got to beat through the blackberries uh, and they're fished out. And it's just 
not been a good year for that. Yeah, it's been one of the... So many people are out of work, they're yeah. fishing. It's been a shame of a lot of people getting <laughs> you know back crisis. into outdoor stuff as they don't have jobs right now or yeah. didn't have jobs is that they're... Yeah. Motorhome, they're all everywhere now. are cleared out. Yeah, I mean, you go to camping spots, used to see nobody, and it's packed for miles. You know, you yeah. got people camping on the side of the road with U-Haul trucks full of brand new stuff from Costco. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with, like, even the social distancing thing where we, you know, we can't go to, like, an amusement, like Disneyland, right? So you go yeah. get a trailer and you go camping. Go camping. Yeah. Well, I think it's great that people are doing more outdoor things. But, yeah, for those of us who are doing it all the time. It's a pain in the ass. It's pretty crowded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pain in the ass. You have to go more and more and more remote to get away from people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not Interesting. into that. I hate it when uh, the spot you've been going to, your secret spot is now, you know, marked on the Instagram and everybody knows where to find <laughs> no. it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much SOL. Were you location tagging it, Zach's secret spot? Because that, <laughs> that's a giveaway. No. <laughs> <laughs> secret self mode. Yeah. Well, speaking of COVID, just an update. Um, we're still wearing masks, still socially distance, distancing, still cleaning like crazy, and we're still not taking walk-in customers but just to protect our staff but we are doing drive up and go and i think that's a service that we'll continue to offer after this yeah um but we do plan this year to do a pretty fun socially distanced holiday card because we've done a staff photo every year since i think 2015 maybe actually maybe longer earlier, than that, yeah 2014 or so and so we're gonna get out the drone we're gonna mark some x's and we're gonna take our masks off and take a photo. So, you know, stay tuned for that on our social media. That's honestly the most exciting thing we have coming up. It's funny to see that like across the country, as far as the, um, going back to like the drive up and go thing where we had to, ad- like everyone had to adjust how they yeah. operated. And when you look at like, anytime you get out of your comfort zone, you have to either, you have to like maneuver. Yeah. And, and so there's more, there's growth with, with, once you are put outside of that comfort zone and uh, i think i just think it's like kind of an interesting funny thing how like it kind of forced us to grow in that direction and and that's actually like a lot of the company like we get like a growing pain that's actually like a good thing because we just learned that we have to we have to adjust these five things to be successful or to move on you gotta be reactive to it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. make it work the things that don't really bother me are like the amped up cleaning, even though we already have custodians <laughs> and things like that. I don't mind. Now I find myself cleaning my desk so much more and I don't actually dislike that. I that think you much. have the cleanest desk here though already. Like yeah, before I know. <laughs> but now I have like a special spray and I'm like, hmm, this is kind of satisfying. Well, that just means you start a project and finish it immediately. So it's not laying on your desk for days while you're working through it. I know, but I don't, I don't mind like watching everyone clean all these door handles and like everybody. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go it. out of town and you'll clean my desk. I, I know. I you should that. go out of town soon. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind like everybody overly hand sanitizing. We are in December actually, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't get your hopes up. If you both (laughs) go out of town at the same time, that's two offices to wrangle. But um, the socially distancing, not having staff meetings all together, I miss that stuff a lot. Like, just the camaraderie Mm -hmm. of everybody gathering and whatever, even just, like, telling jokes or whatever. That's kind of like a bummer, and I can't wait to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you listening, every month we would have – company-wide staff meeting on the second Thursday yeah. at 9.30 a.m. Get together and read. Re- we read 
all the customer reviews from the previous month on website, on Plus Instagram. Plus some sweet trivia. Yeah, we did <laughs> some trivia. I was just telling Ella about that the other day when the month that I told everyone I was pregnant, we did all the trivia baby related and nobody <laughs> caught on. And then after... I was like, I'm having a baby. And then actually Cody was like, I wondered why all the trivia was about babies. The funny thing was, I think Dan t- was the one that like told, was oh, yeah. given to, right. you know, to, to tell everyone, right? Like you, you're, didn't you like release it to everyone? I think saying, so. Yeah. yeah. And I think everyone like looked at Nobody Dan like, believed no him. one believed him. Yeah. yeah. Like just well, it's almost him. two years ago. I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Well, give us an update on Ava. She's great. She's climbing everything. She's 13 months old now. Yeah, climbing trees, climbing the couch. Garrett teaches her all the bad things, climbing the back of the couch. <laughs> and you try to correct her behavior. Yeah. yeah, so she's wild. She's wild. So what you're saying is Garrett's not a good father. He's a wonderful father. Okay. He's just a loose-goosey father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mal- um, Mallory makes the rules. Garrett breaks the rules. I guess yeah. so. Or bends them. Yeah. I don't know. I let her watch Sesame Street now, so. Well, that's cool. Yeah, the doctor. I like Sesame don't Street. Don't let her watch TV. And, eh, yeah. It's okay. We also let her eat in and out, but, you know. <laughs> I did see that on, on the tray. She was having a great time. Yeah, so. Um, one thing that we didn't get a chance to recap on a couple previous podcasts because we had some guests was the success of Dan Day in August. Oh, that was tremendous. So our goal was to have our customers raise $5,000 and we would match the $5,000 and our customers actually raised $5,869 and we still matched the 5000 So we had a total Almost $11,000. Yeah, that was a big for deal. Shriners Hospital. We couldn't bring it in person this year and go do a tour of covid so we just mailed them a check but um it was a really great successful event and despite our limitations zach still shaved your head that was wonderful i i needed a haircut anyway yeah no i haven't had a haircut like that since basic training <laughs> which has been a couple of years i would think so yeah, maybe yeah. a few since nom <laughs> back in nom hit the deck <laughs> but um it was I'm not quite that old it was a really successful event, and coming up, we plan to do our annual food drive for mm. Christmas. So um, we're going to do it a little bit different this year. Zach, do you want to tell people what we're going to do? As far as food drive plans? Yeah. Yeah. So we are, uh, gosh, you know, actually, what, I don't, what is the goal that we're shooting for? We're not collecting food. So normally we collect That's food right. and money donations, and then with the money, we would, our marketing team and Zach and Garrett and I, or kind of whoever we can rally, we would go out and spend the money that you guys donated to get to a certain weight limit yeah. of food. And, and last what was year, last year? It, it was, was one ton. Yeah, we were going for one tons. And we did. We passed it. But this year, because of COVID, it's just the constant. They just like, want cash back. to make Yeah, it. they can't yeah. take food because mm-hmm. they can't promise that I guess it will be sanitary or whatever. Yeah, and if that's what they need, I get it. You know, yeah. I, I liked having, you know, the Dana 60 of food drives, but... <laughs> This will be a good way to get, you know, some help to some good families in need. And, yeah. you know, if you guys have any money to spare, it is a great place to put it. Even a buck, you know, goes a long way to build towards a meal for a family. Um, a lot of people out there are getting hit hard by all this stuff. And yeah. it sucks. And so anything you can do, you know, someone down the line you'll never meet will definitely appreciate it. What are we going to do on the website? We'll have a, a choice. Mm-hmm. You can donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Yep. Nothing too carried away. We're not asking for the moon. Uh, but I really think anyone can donate a buck. Yeah. It doesn't cost you crap. <laughs> so that's what it's we're going to do this year. And then we're going <laughs> to, it's a dollar. It doesn't cost you 
more than a dollar or crap or crap so we're going to write a check at the end um instead of doing the food but we're still going to set a goal i'm not clear where we're at for the goal yet but we're going to figure it out that's going to be a lot easier on us yeah we won't have to grocery (laughs) shop for it It is stressful and we were breaking it up into usually like two days of shopping it was crazy you know you're going to the grocery store and slinging a ton of food well yeah. last year two thousand pounds of food is actually quite a bit of food yeah, yeah. uh the two <laughs> marketing guys like it, michael and is. sean and i went to I costco think, or something yeah and we got like these when you get canned goods we got like cases and cases of canned goods so i mean it was multiple trips and it's a lot of work but it's super fun to go drop it all off yeah. and you don't know no, it's going to need families in need and so, you know if you don't give to us give to your local community yeah there's a real hunger. There's needs going everywhere on. in the country right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So um, that's what we have planned for that. And then also coming up is Black Friday. Who wants to talk about Black Friday? Uh, it's going to be a banger and it's going to be the best Black Friday sale Rust Stuff has ever had and our biggest sale of the year. So if you're ready to really party, uh, get ready. Uh, that'll be around Black Friday. We're also going to release some new apparel right by yeah, then. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of new apparel coming out um, at some killer prices as well. So, <laughs> Actually, I just saw this boxes arrive yesterday. Pretty mm-hmm. sweet, huh? Transitioning into some American-made apparel as well, yep. which mm-hmm. has been a go- big goal of ours. Uh, we were able to get something really, really badass, uh, but I'm, I'm going to let it be a surprise because I'm pretty excited about it too. Um, Trying to do everything made in America, yeah. manufacture our products, get yeah. our apparel, you know, things, that's our goal. Well, buying the, well, all of our plate products were always made in America mm-hmm. uh, and manufactured here, but getting a more in-house, mm-hmm. um, you know, Pays I like off. to think we treat our employees very well. I mean, we've got a lot of employees that have been here more than five years, what, 15 or 20 almost. We've got five that have been here over 10 years now. And I think we treat our employees well. And if, as we can manufacture more products in house, we can employ more people and treat yeah. them well. And and we try to let them rise through the ladder here as much as possible. And yeah. providing yeah. jobs that have a future to them is what it's all about. Yeah, you know? something they can grow with. Yeah. Um, so I hate to interrupt, but we have a bunch of customer questions for you. For me? Oh, nice. For you. Okay. Uh, Are so, we live online or something? No, <laughs> no guys. Oh. The other day, marketing guys post the other day oh, okay. a Q and A. Yeah, Give me a so. question. All right, get ready. What is your dream rig? My dream rig, the vehicle you always want. FJ forty five. Yeah, an FJ forty five pickup, which we have two, which we will someday complete one at least. Well, that kind of goes <laughs> on the next question. I think it was from it's a long uh, bed, sixty five. Yeah, I want to know and what does that entail? You what know, kind of axles, what kind of what kind of tire, kind of okay. motor. Uh, it's going to be the Hellfire Knuckles on a FJ eighty high pinion front axle. Uh, using rough stuff housings. Using yeah. rough stuff housings front and rear. The rear will be a Tundra axle, the newer Tundra, uh, which 10. has what five. Uh, I'm sorry. Ten point five. Yeah, the ten point five. Big guy. Uh, ring opinion. Thirty six blind from the factory at Toyota. Not sure what we're going to do for the outers there, but it's going to be a, possibly a Dana sixty to make it easy. Yeah. But they will be custom axles. We've got a tune port motor uh, for it. Oh no, we're selling that. We're going to get you an LS. Yeah. I don't want an LS. You want an LS? We're selling your tune, tune ports. ports. 
nicer looking with the tube work on top. Mm. How about one of those uh, SHO motors I've got? Uh, you already said we're selling all those. Yeah, we're we selling all They're yeah, already went, gone. Yeah. I thought those were Mallory's old motors. No, yeah. Either that or we're going to do <laughs> Cummins 2.8. How much did we get for my SHO motors? I don't know. I'll look it up. Scrap metal? <laughs> no. no. Yeah. And uh, overall, it should be pretty neat. Um, not carried away. Something you can drive every day for 100,000 miles and not worry about. What color? I don't know about that. Uh, I, don't you like like that kind of... OD tan. Yeah, the color. desert tan is yeah, nice color. Yeah, desert tan. I think that would be a nice color. I have to have a white top. That's kind of yeah. a factory FJ45 yeah, color was. back yeah. in the day, yeah. wasn't it? We yeah. saw a really cool one. Where did... Oh, we... Costa we, Rica. Yeah, but we were in some dealership not that long oh. ago. We went to the Toyota dealership. Oh, yeah. They had, and they, they had, had one in Roseville. I think it was just a 40. I don't know if it was a 40, 45, but yeah, they had like an it old school one. It was really cool. Was it for sale? No. no it was oh. just a showroom display. Yeah. Yeah. But did we see one in Costa Rica too? I don't remember. We saw... Uh, well, it, There's a lot of them in Central and South America still. <clears throat> it was actually... Well, when we went... When we went um, uh, whatever it was, zip lining? Yeah. It, um we rode in one that truck we rode in was an fj45 oh, and i yeah. asked him about it and he's like everyone wants to buy this thing mm-hmm. every american like wants this thing them. yeah and he's like we're not selling it and Maybe uh the americans but the one i was thinking of actually was a diesel version i don't know if they're called fj45s but they're they, it looks just like a new version of a fj45 Canadians. Uh, it's, uh, is it a canadian one or something no, well canadian canada has had a diesel option forever in those and they stopped making them i think in 88 or 94 yeah it looks like an 80s or 90s yes but there's a bunch of those george down, george down, would know down there george Esther. and there george, george. Esther. yeah he yeah. would know and there i'm which is surprising that they don't maybe they don't pass emissions up here but i'm surprised they're not there's not more of them up here because they're they're whatever left-hand drive they're normal like they're not gonna be like a right hand like weird you know australian or uk version mm-hmm. and yeah those are canadian and they have to be they can't be like that expensive, I would think, compared to like FJ forty fives who I, are I heard twenty thirty are hard to import. That's all. I I don't know. Yeah. California's got a lot of different rules about import. Yeah, I guess you gotta go to the like yeah, Arizona. We had or Tim Scully on. He was talking about that the year for cutoffs and stuff. Mm. Uh, I don't remember what they were. Oh, that's but right. Yeah. They, every now and then it kind of rolls forward or something. What um, kind of interior? Oh, leather. What no. color? <laughs> Black. Beige. Uh, no. You can't keep it clean. Fishing. Well, not beige you know but like uh, a, tan? a tan a darker tan oh like the um what was the color we were looking at for me they were calling it taupe i think it was i think it was camel, camel. Yeah. yeah i think they were calling it camel yeah camel. although nice. no I, i've got or a couple cognac. of brand Maybe new 10 year old beard bucket seats i was gonna put in it boo don't, don't they originally <laughs> come with a bench seat or no yeah they just but yeah. it's not big enough for three people not three adults it's about They're the just look. too narrow you gotta restore it the way it's supposed no. to be all right, Zach, I want to just run it with the top off and the windshield folded flat. All right, so uh, this one kind of falls back on the uh, previous question. Uh, it's from, I think, Jimmy's uh, Snail Trail 4x4, but what are you going to do with them FJ45 beds? <laughs> Did he see them when we gave him the tour? Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy. What's up? <laughs> Probably going to put them on that 45. Huh? Well, one of them is brand new. I got it from Columbia because we got the other one. It's actually from uh, Toyota Stout, which is... Well, look it up. Is that where that other bed came from? It's from a stout? Yeah, it was really? in the wrecking yard down on Taylor. No shit. That's even more rare than a 45 bed. Yeah, but nobody likes stouts. I do. They're ugly as sin. They're rad. That's mean. And, no, they truly are. They're, no, they're ugly not. as sin. No, they're rad. Dan's opinion, off the record. Um, but it's uh, the stout's wheelbase 
the openings, the wheel openings are 11 inches farther back and we were going to have to alter the frame to use it for the 45. Uh, but it took a lot of labor. I mean, a lot of labor to bring it close to usable. And I found this 45 long bed in Columbia or it was in, yeah, the guy was importing them from Columbia. It was $800 to import it and ship it. And they're pretty expensive, but you count the hours you put into the other one and they were cheaper and it's brand new. So I've got that bed and it's going to be used. The other one, I don't know. I'll leave it up to one of you guys if you want to build a 45 someday down the road. Mine first. Let Jimmy build it for you at Snail Trail. Um, well, it's not for me because you remember the company's paying for it. Mm. <laughs> All right. But we'll put a Rough Stuff sticker on the door for at least three years. Oh, good. Yeah, and then I own it. Good. Yeah, all right. We'll see about that. So next question we have from a customer is, at what point did you decide to do Rough Stuff full-time? Because um, initially I know you're, it was going to be a retirement business. Well, I mean, you are retired, I guess. Ish. You worked your I'm only 62. Back out of retirement and then back into retirement. Well, it was when E-Trade gave you your severance, and then you said, okay, I'm going to use this money to well, no, make stuff, right? We were just getting started, and, uh, you know, I mentioned George Esther, George and Jeff Ismail from George Owens Valley Hybrids down in Stockton. He does primarily diesel conversions on uh, land cruisers. And then Jeff Ismail, who owns a company, what is it called now? It used to be IH only. Now I think it's, it's IH, IH Parts America. America. Okay. Yeah, IH Parts America. And he does all international parts. And they helped me develop a product line. There were a few others, but they were the primary ones. And, and then we got to talking and we were selling well, wholesale only. And they suggested that I go retail for name recognition. And it was going to be a part-time business because I was fine just doing it myself or, you know, some punk kid helped me after school. <laughs> <laughs> that was Zach. Anyway, um, and they talked me into going retail, and we did. We never looked back. Uh, and I owned a 40 then that was in pieces, and it used to be together, and it's still in pieces 15 years later because we haven't really had the time or personnel to develop or to devote to that you know like a lot of four-wheel drive shops are always working on vehicles we don't work on vehicles we use our and employees vehicles also to develop new parts but we just manufacture yeah we're a manufacturer of parts and it's hard to devote you know three or four months of a couple of people to build a vehicle from scratch uh and that's where we're at so you know, that's why we started, and when we got busy, I mean, for the first year or so, it was just Zach and I. Uh, then Garrett came on, and then all of a sudden, we got 44 employees. was not all of a sudden. No, it was not all of a sudden. And Mallory had a huge part in that, getting us, you know, correct in every way. And yeah, and about, is it seven years now ago I had a heart attack? In 2015. 20, five years ago. Okay. And Zach was marketing director and Garrett was the president. And I was out for 90 days. The state of California's workman's comp decided I can't come to work for 90 days until I'm recovered. 
and they just you kinda, were so pissed about that i was you know because i was fine after a week but anyway they stepped up and took over and did way better than i ever did at running the company <laughs> so i've been kind of retired since then but i'd like to be more involved <laughs> i think garrett gave you a list of things to do he did i haven't done very how, well on how's that, that list looking uh, it's looking the same. <laughs> it's still well, then, a list. There you go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get he on told the me he question. reassigned them to Ella. Yes. All right, we're going to get on the next question before we uh, go too far astray. Uh, if you could wheel anywhere in America, where would it be? You know, I really love the north rim of the Grand Canyon. And it's really not hardcore wheeling. It's fire trails. It's just such a beautiful place. Uh, lots of wildlife, elk and bears, uh, mountain lions. But the view, you know, always park yourself close to the rim and the view is just so spectacular. And I worked in the Grand Canyon for 11 years, but the North Rim is much nicer than the South Rim. The South Rim is just stuffed with people. North Rim is still rarely visited comparatively. Uh, But there's 100 miles of trails, you know, going east and west of the main highway that leads to the North Rim. Yeah. And just that area, and then that whole southern Utah area, Zion, and uh, everything that's out there is just amazing. It's fun. You know, it's probably mostly highway miles to get to places, but when you get there, it's just amazing to get off the road. So you're looking for more just like a road trip? Not really road trip, because, I mean, I like to camp every night. I like to go fishing every day, and I like to see the beautiful things, and it's a great place to go. Would oh, your yeah. FJ be an overland FJ with a tent, a rooftop tent? Um, more or less, because the bed is too small to carry anything and actually sleep in the back of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's a long bed, the long bed back then was six feet long. Can you climb up that ladder with your knees? Uh, barely. I'll crawl up. <laughs> yeah, barely. My knees are getting pretty painful. Get you an escalator. An escalator, yeah, that would work for me. I don't use a cane, but my knees hurt. All right. Well, this one's a little bit of a quicker question. How do you take your coffee? Black. How do I take my coffee? Black. Always black. Always From McDonald's black. is his favorite, but he also likes Extra Taco hot. Bell and Carl's Jr. black coffee. Right? I do like both of those, but I, I, know I also make coffee at home with a French press. Mm-hmm. Uh, French press. Yeah. Wee-wee. Oh, and it's straight Colombian with pinch of cocaine of vietnamese <laughs> <laughs> a pinch of vietnamese cinnamon oh that's Try where it. do you get that at where the hell did you find that yeah um i think i got that at the asian market in roseville vietnamese cinnamon I've it's never tremendous heard of that. it's a <laughs> lot much more aromatic mm. and yeah. it tastes very good so what was the job what was your job before you started rough stuff I was a senior trader at E-Trade Securities for, well, I worked there, you know, as you move up the ladder, it's probably like seven years, but I worked there for 10 and a half years. At the end of your career there, like pretty close to before you left, what was a day in the life of Dan at E-Trade like? Like what time did you show up? What did you, was it like Hawaiian shirt day every day? <laughs> it was I just can't kind picture of. you showing up to a desk on, did you have a boss who was Is like, it like the Wolf of Wall Street? Were you on time? <laughs> I have uh, so many questions. What'd you bring for lunch? So many questions. I didn't bring anything for lunch. I ate out every day. Uh, <laughs> I was always on time. I was actually early usually did by about a half hour. Did you a tie or was it casual? Like no, jeans? it was casual. Uh, it was not Wall Street. 
uh, although we did do at one point we were doing eight percent of the trade executions in the world were you guys in cubicles wow. like in a big shared room uh we were in very short but very broad cubicles everyone had multiple computers we were not the guys that talked to customers oh i thought i just pictured you with a headset on all day oh i had a headset fishing. on all, all day but i was talking to people on the street you know our execution traders oh. or um, corresponding traders i was talking to wall street or canada or hong kong or wherever but i would get in the office at 4 a.m and i lived an hour away and i went to bed at 10 o'clock it, so you I always, had about two and a half hours sleep every night. You always watched stocks before you went in, too. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I had all the TVs on. I had the radio on. Because uh, you got to stay up with it. You have to know what's going to happen. And sometimes it meant I had to rush and get there early. Yeah. Because I just knew this was going to anticipate a flood of trades. Keeping up with the East Coast on the West Coast. Yeah. I mean, we worked East Coast hours in California. Yeah. Uh, and so that the market opens at 6.30 in California. Uh, and you got to get there. You know, when you're making sure all the trades get to market, you have to be there at about 4 or 4.30. Did you bring a briefcase? <laughs> I've never owned a briefcase. I would never. <laughs> I think of that scene on Seinfeld where Kramer gets a job for like a week in, in his briefcase. Terry's like, what's in there? And he's like, just Ritz crackers. And he opens it and it's just tons of rolls of Ritz crackers. <laughs> um, no, that wasn't me. No, but I uh, never wore shorts. They wouldn't let you do that. Uh, That's not a bad Did thing. Have- I wore sandals quite a bit. I'm and sure I had a beard. <laughs> I had a long beard and I had like long hair. jeans and sandals. Did, did you guys have like company happy hours and parties? Because I think because Garrett's dad worked there with you. Yeah. I thought he said there was a lot of socializing. There was, and a, yeah. there was yeah. a lot of socializing. I don't want to say there was a. Well, actually, my group, there were 16 of us in the trading department. And we'd go play golf in the afternoon because we got off By at two. like one thirty. Yeah. Uh, you know, the markets close at 1. We weren't necessary anymore. So we'd wrap it up and be out of there by one thirty. And in the summertime, you know, you can go play 18 holes of golf before it gets dark. Yeah. But we'd just go to the cheap places and, and beat nine holes out and nobody did any good. We weren't like golfers. <laughs> <laughs> we just hit balls around. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, and we'd bring a bunch of beers. Uh, it was a good time. Were you sad when you left, when they moved and you didn't want to move with them? Well, they moved to Chicago. I went to train my replacement, and I was there quite a while. Uh, actually, Oh, every- you went there to train them there? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I was there five weeks. Oh. Um, but, you know, everyone tells me I was just extremely lucky because when I was in Chicago, it was... April and May, the end of April and most of May. And it was beautiful weather. It sprinkled a couple of times. There was no snow. There was no cold. There was no hot. It was just beautiful weather the whole time I was there. Uh, And I just always heard the April storms in Chicago and things like that. And it's just like, yeah, I brought every piece of clothing I own because I'd lived in California forever. Uh, And it was beautiful the whole time I was there. Good. But... All right, next one, quick one. Boxers or briefs? <laughs> Boxers or briefs? I don't know what they call them now. I get those Hanes things that are kind of 
boxer ish length, but they're kind of snug and cotton. Those I are think briefs. they're briefs. Oh, them. <laughs> Those are boxer briefs. briefs. <laughs> yeah, our boxer briefs. Okay, they're boxer briefs. So I wear both. A little both. bit of both. Thank I wear you them for both asking. at the same time. Yeah, it's layered. Yeah. All right. Next one is what started the drive for you to want to start this company? I um, was building a Land Cruiser with my son, Zach. And I ordered parts from three different companies. Well, two different companies. The third one I ended up not buying anything from. But I got parts. I ordered them on the phone. Shipped them to me. And they were for a Land Cruiser. And anyone who's worked on a Land Cruiser knows that the frames were the same. From 57 to 84. Everything about them was the same. And I get a part from a company that's been in business 20 plus years. And they're laser cut parts and the holes are off. And I mean not a shave, but like uh, three sixteenths of an inch. And I call them about it because I'm not an idiot. I know it's just laser cut. You can just spend five minutes and move that hole to where it's supposed to be. And they tell me, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. You just, you know, die grind a little out and make it fit. And I asked him, how long have you been making this? He said, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And I said, in that time, you haven't found five minutes to fix it? And he says, oh, well, you just take a die grinder. It's no big deal. And then I got another part from another company. It was the same way. It didn't fit, and it was laser cut, and there's no challenge to make it right. And then I called another company, and the guy advertised somewhere that they made this product and or sold this product, and they were the best, and they were the cheapest, and asked us, any questions if you need any information give us a call so i called him and after about three minutes of talking to him he says so what do you know about this product i'm not going to mention the product or everyone to know who he is and i said well, wait a minute you expect me to buy these from you he says, oh yeah we're the cheapest and this guy's like a sarcastic idiot <laughs> and just an ass and he thinks i'm gonna bow and say yes you're the boss i'll buy it and i told them well after the service i've gotten in the four-wheel drive business i know i can do better and this is what i'm going to do in my retirement because i had already got notification that i was they were going to close down the site and move to chicago and i didn't want to go because uh, my son was here uh, i'm not from california but i've lived here now 28 years and i was not going to leave uh, so I, I told him, this is what I'm going to do in my retirement. Thank you very much. <laughs> and for about five years, once a month, I'd send him an email and thank him for getting us in this business. <laughs> and at the time, he made a lot of the parts that we sell. Now he buys those parts from us, and he doesn't make anything in that realm. Uh, and it's just kind of interesting. That's how life goes. But it's been 15 years now, come February, uh, that we've been in business doing this, fabrication parts. You're from North Dakota? Oh, hell no. Where are you from? <laughs> Nothing against North Dakota. <laughs> it's cold from up somewhere. there. I thought you were from somewhere. I'm from, well, I'm from Detroit. Oh, Detroit. But when I was 10, we moved to Phoenix. I was just thinking about snow. Doesn't it snow in Detroit? Oh, a lot. Yeah. But when... I have a brother and a sister with pretty bad asthma. And uh, back then, they said, if you had any asthma, you should move to Phoenix because the dry 
heat is good for you. And both of them, their asthma got better, but that's what they told everybody. And now there's like 100 million people in Phoenix. But I moved to, well, I joined the army at 17, went to Europe, lived in Germany most of the time. Uh, And then the day after I got out of the army, I started college in Northern Arizona University at Flagstaff. And I stayed there for a long time. Um, I love Flagstaff. And then I was a river guide in the Grand Canyon. All right. Next question we have is, how do you see the market changing with easily modified vehicles getting older and older? That's a good question. It is a good question. And that's a question that you and Garrett are going to have to think pretty hard on, uh, especially with the oncoming (laughs) onslaught of electric vehicles, how that might affect things. But I don't think it's a real issue because... Well, in some states, there's a lot of uh, legislation holding back any changes you might want to do, you know, like wheel size and bumper heights and things like that. But you can modify a new vehicle. You look at all the JKs. I mean, they're brand new and they're getting huge modifications. Are you talking JLs nowadays? The new, no, well, new now JLs, yeah. but yeah. So, I mean, they're still modifying whatever comes out. I think everyone's always going to want to make their vehicle special. Yeah, I definitely think there'll be less and less vehicles that are easy to modify as time goes on. It could be less easy, but I think it'll still happen. Most definitely. All right, next question is, is I want some Dan Life wisdom. Treat everybody well, and hopefully that's what you'll get in return. Hell yeah. I like that. Well, that's uh, that's about all of them. We weren't able to get all the questions, but uh, thanks for everybody that sent questions in. Kind of surprised how many questions we actually got. Um, so sorry if we didn't get to your question, we weren't able to get through all of them, but definitely thank you everybody who sent them in via social media. Cool. Oh, there is actually one more topic is plans for the future is just make more things and <laughs> more manufacturing. Yeah. So yeah. we kind of touched on that a little bit about making as much as we can here in the U S or just in our, in our facility, but our long-term, you know, strategic goal is to make it just keep making as much as we can. Um, and again, or make that here in the U S. Um, yeah. I think that's something that's important to our country and, uh, again, also just employing people, um, versus, uh, sending those jobs overseas and sending that money overseas to a different economy yeah. versus, uh, um, producing. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps everything up. Unless you guys got anything you want to touch base on. I don't, um, you can always shoot us an email at podcast at roughstuffspecialties.com If you have any input. Um, or anything you want us to go over, anything to talk about, any questions. Yeah, definitely send your questions in. That was cool. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Appreciate, appreciate you, uh, tuning in. So until next time. Awesome. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Thanks.